Hello everyone, and welcome to the May 6th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm David Jimenez with Floyd, Skarin and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our legislative report. Controversial legislation that would restrict most out-of-state professional athletes from filing workers' compensation claims in California won overwhelming approval in the State Assembly. Despite aggressive lobbying by professional football players and other athletes, the bill, AB 1309, passed 61 to 4. The measure now goes to the State Senate. Players unions and their labor backers said they were disappointed with the lopsided vote and vowed to continue fighting the bill. Supporters contend that workers' compensation courts have been swamped by claims from retired football players and more recently, retirees from basketball, hockey, and baseball teams. In Cal California has turned into a magnet for these out-of-state claims. A liberal statute of limitations makes it easy for athletes to make claims sometimes years after they stopped playing. The athletes typically have been seeking compensation for cumulative trauma injuries. Opponents of the bill say it would give billionaire team owners an opportunity to sidestep their responsibility for caring for their injured former players. AB 1309 specifies that the law, if passed, applies to all pending claims for benefits that have not yet been adjudicated and thus would have retroactive application. AB 1309 will now be considered by the State Senate and if passed, it will move to the governor for signature before it becomes law. And in regulatory news, Cal OSHA has issued safety citations related to the 405 freeway construction project. Two citations and fines totaling $36,000 were issued against Keywood Construction West Company following an investigation after one of its workers was fatally crushed by steel beam on the 405 freeway in West Los Angeles in October. Cal OSHA blamed Kiewit for the for to fail to secure I-beams on a flatbed trailer where one 3,000-pound beam fell off and instantly killed worker Adolfo Figueroa. Figueroa's work shift included the rigging and loading of the steel beams onto flatbed trailers on the closed southbound 405 freeway off-ramp at Santa Monica Boulevard. The off-ramp was surrounded by concrete K-rails on both sides. The I-beam was allegedly pushed off the flatbed trailer due to contact with the rotating counterweight of a nearby excavator. Additionally, Cal OSHA claims Kiewit did not correct an unsafe work practice of allowing employees to work within a designated exclusion zone between the truck trailers and the K-rails. Kiewit had 15 days to pay the penalties or to file an appeal. The company is contracted by Caltrans to work on the freeway during the I-405 Sepulveda Pass Improvements Project. And now, our fraud report. A field worker pleaded guilty to making false statements after claiming for three years she damaged her hand in a work injury and one that was unable to even drive. Video surveillance caught 52-year-old Emma Pentoja of Greenfield performing activities inconsistent with her testimony. Pentoja alleged she sustained an injury in 2007 to her left wrist and elbow while working in the fields owned by Scheid Vineyards. 
She received medical treatment and returned to work by May 2007. But Pantoja told an investigator she was unable to do anything with her left hand, a complaint she repeated to multiple doctors. In 2008, Pantoja testified at a hearing about her physical limitations. She continued to receive medical treatment until 2010. She was then caught on tape performing impossible activities if her injury were true. She will be sentenced on June 27th. Insurance fraud as a felony carries a maximum penalty of five years and a fine of up to $150,000 or double the fraud amount. In addition, she may be ordered to pay restitution, which can include attorney's fees and the cost of investigation. A federal jury in Los Angeles found an Anaheim physician and two others guilty in a $1.5 million Medicare fraud scheme. Godwin Onyebor, an officer at Fendith Medical Supply Incorporated in San Bernardino, paid kickbacks to physician Serge Wingengarten and another healthcare professional, Heidi Morishida, for fraudulent prescriptions. Those prescriptions were used to bill Medicare $1.5 million for false and fraudulent claims. Patients testified at trial that they were lured to medical clinics with a promise of free items such as vitamins and juice only to get power wheelchairs they didn't need. The three, the three face up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine for each count. The case was investigated by the FBI and the Los Angeles Regional Office for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Inspector General. And in medical news, a Nevada hospital is being disciplined by federal authorities for dumping patients in California. A Las Vegas hospital has been cited for improperly sending newly released psychiatric patients by bus to neighboring California and other states in a practice called patient dumping. The Rawson Neal Psychiatric Hospital was warned it was in violation of Medicare rules and could lose critical funding if it failed to correct the problem. Rawson Neal has until May 6 to furnish a plan to remedy the problems. Nevada's top state health officer said she was 100% confident that they will get the plan of corrections implemented and there will be no loss of federal funds. The hospital has tightened discharge policies to ensure patients released to other states have appropriate aftercare treatment plans. She also said all psychiatric patients would from now on be chaperoned when the state pays to put them on Greyhound buses, planes, or trains. The Sacramento Bee newspaper documented in an investigative series that Ross and Neal gave one-way Greyhound tickets to up to 1,500 patients for destinations in California and 46 other states in the past five years. Some of those patients were put on buses without sufficient food, medicine, or plans for housing and continued medical treatment. The B found one-third of the patients given bus tickets went to California, the bulk of them arriving in Los Angeles, while 36 ended up in San Francisco. Local officials in San Francisco and Los Angeles have said they're looking into the matter. 
A new study conducted at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School, Bloomberg School of Public Health says that Americans are overdiagnosed and overtreated for depression. The study examined adults in a sample of nearly 6,000 participants diagnosed with clinician-identified depression and major depressive episodes within a 12-month period. It found that only about 38% of adults met the criteria for depression, despite the majority of participants being prescribed and using psychiatric medications. And six out of every seven participants who were 65 years old or older did not meet the major depressive episode criteria. The author of the study concluded that depression, overdiagnosis, and overtreatment is common in the U.S., and he said, the numbers are staggering. And in other news, Workers' Memorial Day takes place annually around the world. The observance is held each year on April 28th, the day Congress passed the Occupational Safety and Health Act in 1970. It is an international day of remembrance and action for workers killed, injured, or made ill on the job. The day serves as an opportunity to highlight the preventable nature of most workplace accidents and to promote campaigns in the fight for improvements in workplace safety and health. California has a long history of improving workplace safety and continues to lead the nation in protective safety standards. CalOSHA was established by the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1973 to enforce effective standards, assist and encourage employers to maintain safe and healthful working conditions, and to provide for enforcement, research, information, education, and training in the field of occupational safety and health. CalOSHA last year launched a statewide confined space initiative after seven workers died in 2011 due to confined space hazards in various industries. This ongoing initiative includes outreach and enforcement to educate employers and workers about these hazards. CalOSHA was the first in the nation to adopt an injury and illness prevention program standard in 1991. To ensure that all employers have effective safety and health programs tailored to their specific workplaces. CalOSHA was also the first in the nation to enact a standard and comprehensive program to prevent workers from suffering heat illness and death working in hot heat outdoors. CalOSHA has posted extensive resources on heat illness prevention on its website. CompWest Insurance has signed an agreement with Phoenix Risk Management Insurance Services to write California Healthcare Workers' Compensation Insurance Program for specific classes in the healthcare industry. Under the terms of the accord, CompWest will combine its underwriting, specialized loss control, and integrated claim management services with Phoenix Risk Management's significant experience. The team will provide service-oriented, long-term, stable market for the growing healthcare industry for customers and retail agents. The team is targeting California operations with an annual premium between $75,000 and $500,000. The program aims a variety of classifications such as residential care for children, nursing homes, convalescent homes, or hospitals and rest homes physicians' offices, residential care for elderly or adults, and residential care for the developmentally 
disabled. Comp West Insurance is part of the Accident Fund Holdings, which is a workers' compensation insurance holding company conducting business through four operating units in the U.S. Accident Fund is located in Lansing, Michigan. United Heartland is located in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Comp West is located in San Francisco. And Third Coast Underwriters is located in Chicago. Accident Fund Holdings Incorporated is one of the largest privately held monoline workers' compensation carriers in the country. It is a wholly owned subsidiary of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. In an open letter to the California workers' compensation community posted on the WCIRB website, President and CEO Bill Mudge describes some of the transformations taking place at the WCIRB. One of the WCIRB's top priorities is monitoring and analyzing the impact on system costs of SB 863 as they emerge in statewide loss and loss adjustment expenses. To that end, the WCIRB developed a detailed and comprehensive SB 863 cost monitoring plan. As data becomes available, the WCIRB will make it available to everyone in the workers' compensation community. This plan has been submitted to Insurance Commissioner Jones for approval. The WCIRB also embarked on an ambitious transformation and modernization of the WCIRB's business operations and culture. The transformation started at the top with a restructuring of the senior management team. David Belushi, the WCIRB's highly respected chief actuary, has been promoted to the position of executive vice president and Chief Operating Officer. Eric Riley has been promoted to the newly created position of Chief Customer Officer, a job dedicated to the WCARB commitment to broad external outreach and customer service to its members and all system stakeholders. The WCRB brought Raj Marwal on board, the new Chief Information Officer, to lead its ambitious technology modernization efforts. Senior Vice President and Chief Legal Officer Brenda Keyes serves as the WCRB's primary liaison with the California Department of Insurance and has responsibility for all legal issues. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone iPad, iPod, or Android device by searching for the WorkComp Academy with your podcast software. Again, I'm David Jimenez, a partner with Floyd Scarron and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and drop by again next week for more news.